Welcome to Uncooked, a podcast serving up raw insights for marketers as we hear the unfiltered truth from industry experts, brands, and the target audiences we serve in their own words. I'm your host, Jacqueline Lieberman, and today on Uncooked, I'm bringing you my raw take on behaviors adopted this year that are likely to stick around for good. So let's dig in. Okay, last week I talked about the restlessness we're all feeling and how brands are anticipating how we'll feel after a year of social distancing. Today, I wanted to bring you the behavioral trends experts are saying will stick even after we get vaccinated and go crazy and get it all out of our system. We'll start with Google Insights. It's an article titled, Four COVID-Era Trends That Will Have a Lasting Impact on the Products and Experiences People Want. They bubble up these trends that have impacted what we expect from brands now that are different from a year ago. The first is a message to brands, which is be helpful and be helpful by delivering relevant shopping experiences. So when we're talking about e-commerce, e-commerce shopping accelerated in the U.S. last year, reaching growth equivalent of 10 years of adoption squeezed into three months. Crazy. And of course, as time went on, the adoption grew further. There's this term coined fidgetal, which is retail blurring the lines between physical and digital retail. I personally don't think it'll stick because it's hard to say, but anyway, this is where you can use augmented reality to envision that new couch in your living room just by using your phone. If you moved during the pandemic, you likely used some sort of technology that you would have never used before. I think the biggest takeaway Google mentions in this article is now consumer behavior is forever altered and brands and businesses will no longer think about digital as merely just a channel. They're gonna start to think about it as a means for people to experience their products or services. It's about damn time. Here's the second trend. Consumers will be both locally minded and collectively conscious. Because we haven't traveled outside of our little bubbles for 12 months, it's made our nuclear surroundings more important than ever. Listen to this stat from Google. Last summer, searches for, quote, support local businesses grew by 20,000% year over year globally. 20,000%. That's directly pointing to supporting the restaurants and stores in our local hoods, hoping that they're able to survive. When I mentioned last week about how we will all emerge kinder people, helping our neighbors stay in business, this is how it shows up. The collectively conscious part of this trend refers to how people all over the world came together physically or virtually in a movement for racial and social equality. Even if you didn't take part in anything, you could not escape the fact that it was happening. And at the very least, it started a real dialogue inside of all of our homes. That's exactly how movements spread when they become a topic at the dinner table. The third trend Google highlights is brand value will converge with personal values to drive spending decisions. Now, this isn't a new concept because purpose-driven brands have been operating under the assumption that their brand values would attract like-minded people who share the same values. But the nuance to pull out is we'll lean even more heavily into this behavior when making purchases. Google mentions, quote, Whether someone is choosing to buy an expensive electric car to do her part for the environment or directing her $5 to a black-owned coffee shop, consumers will more actively shop their values. 
brands will increasingly enable it by going beyond talking about their brand values to embedding the values as differentiating features of their products and services. So I think that's very cool because the difference now is that there's action on both the part of the consumer for actively seeking it out and by the brand to live their values rather than just talk about it. This could be the brand purpose tipping point that we've been waiting for. The last trend Google talks about in this article is marketers' own home experiences will lead to next-level empathy and creative. When I first read that, I kind of glossed over it and thought, whatever, Google, I don't know what you're saying. But then I did, and it's important, so I'm going to break it down. They're saying that we can expect the products, services, and creative that consumers experience to change because the people developing them have changed. We've changed as people. And it's because, quote, we stopped going to work and began bringing work into our lives, end quote. I think there's a real life filter that's been placed over our professional lives as our dress codes relaxed, kids popped into Zoom meetings, and people apologized for construction noise in the background. We've given ourselves permission to be real with our work peers. And the insight I see here is this real-life filter will now become the lens through which we'll ideate and solve problems. And this is going to cause us to tackle things much differently than we did a year ago. I personally find that inspiring. This also means the advertising industry is on notice. We have no excuse to display messages that are tone-deaf or void of delivering value to customers. I want to thank Marvin Chow, VP of Marketing, and Kate Stanford, Managing Director of Global Ads at Google, for compiling these trends for us. Next, I want to talk about a trend I'm personally fascinated by right now. Since we just reached the one-year anniversary of the U.S. lockdown, there's a thing called pandemic nostalgia as we find ourselves lamenting about the early days of the pandemic when we thought it was only going to last for a few weeks. At first, I thought it was really crazy to say that we'd missed that time in our lives. But as I dug into it, I could kind of see the point. I also felt some pangs of nostalgia when I was thinking about our early family movie nights and getting around to watching those ridiculous Sharknado movies that we've been threatening to watch. Gen Z TikTokers are posting hashtag 2020 rewind videos recapping montages of their dance moves and recapping how embarrassed they were when their lockdown parents joined TikTok as well. They're also posting the things that stood out for them in the spring of 2020. Everything from early school days without Zoom, family walks, whipped iced coffee, not having a schedule and staying up all hours gaming, tie-dyeing, and of course, Tiger King mania. But Gen Z are not the only ones looking back. A recent Huffington Post article titled 39 Painfully Relatable Tweets About Early Pandemic Nostalgia was a roundup I thoroughly enjoyed reading. Here are just a few tweets. March 2020, quote, Well, at least with a month at home, I can finally get that book done. March 2021, well. Or, quote, At the beginning of the pandemic, my goals were like, write a screenplay, or train for a half marathon. But now they're like, just have a nice morning and wash your hair, please. And finally, I missed that early part of quarantine when I was like, wow, I have so much time for self-improvement. Now I just sit in front of the same screens for 14 hours a day. 
Yeah, I do agree. The screen time is getting old and our work and home life is really blurring and every day feels the same. But now that the end is in sight, we're choosing to forget how scary and miserable that time was by reminiscing and poking fun at ourselves. And I say, whatever you've got to do to get through is fine. But while we've been waiting to get back to normal, there's also chatter about feeling anxious about our re-entry into society. Anxiety about the return of living life on autopilot again with returning to business travel and commuting and busy weekends, basically overscheduling ourselves into exhaustion. Personally, I have anxiety about putting on real pants, but that's just me. Seriously, though, I kind of understand where that's coming from, that anxiety about going back to life at full speed. JLL, a real estate investment firm, they surveyed 2,000 workers around the world and they found that 72% of employees want to be able to work from home more during the work week, translating to about two to three days in the office. And 66% want a hybrid model of the office, home, or a third place, like a co-working facility or even a coffee shop. But really the implication here is, after the experience that we've all had, we will no longer accept a traditional work model without some kind of balance. We don't want to be home exclusively, but we also don't want to be chained to an office desk and a harrowing commute that comes with it. Those days are over. Google's CMO, Lorraine Tuhill, recently wrote an article about her lessons of leading Google's marketing teams through a difficult year. She talks about the early days of the pandemic of focusing efforts on where Google can offer the greatest value, such as the remote learning platform called Teach From Anywhere, which helped connect students, teachers, and parents quickly. They also kicked into gear helping states drive adoption for contact tracing apps and helping small businesses offer new takeout and delivery features in their listings to basically help keep them afloat. And as always, Google quickly connected us to information at a time when we had so many questions. But I'll leave you with a well-being manifesto Ms. Tuhill published that helped guide her Google marketing teams then and now. It's really simple, but it's a really good summary of the things that we learned about ourselves and each other over the past 12 months. There's a link to it in the show notes if you'd like a copy for yourself. Okay, here it goes. It's okay to have dodgy Wi-Fi okay to sit, stand, or lie down for meetings, okay to switch off your camera to have a stretch or eat an apple, to have your pets, partners, housemates, or children gatecrash your video conference, to turn another video conference into a wall and have a phone call instead, to not check email or ping out of hours, to add some gaps and pauses to your day to think and rest, to put your family before your work, to not know everything, to be confused, to say I don't know, to ask for help, to have a cry, to talk about it, to not talk about it, challenge the things that you're not comfortable with, to feel like these are crazy times because they are crazy times, to have a crappy day, to have a great day, to share things that have helped you, to smile, and to say you're not okay. This has been an episode of Uncooked. I'm Jacqueline Lieberman, founder and chief strategist at Brand Crudo, a marketing consultancy. If you need help applying these insights to your 2021 communication strategy, you can find me at brandcrudo.com. 
I'd like to credit Think with Google for publishing the latest trends that always make me stop to think. If you like what you heard, please subscribe, rate, and review this episode. I'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening.